Hey everybody, welcome to the Dead Just Productions podcast, episode 131. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers, and today we're joined by special guest, Peaceful Potato, or Potato Tot. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, so you run a, a part of our YouTuber series that we're kind of doing here. Why don't you tell people a little about yourself and uh, like your channel and what you have going on over there? Sure. Um, my channel is The Peaceful Potato, obviously. Um, I'm a gaming channel mainly, but I wouldn't say I do regular gaming videos. The things I mainly do are role play slash small mini productions based around mm -hmm. the game I play. Nice. How did you, my, my first obvious question is where did the potato branding come from? <laughs> It's because there's like a, a lot of changing behind it, but it all started because I'm a couch potato. Uh, and okay. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm a very peaceful guy in the sense of I'm a pacifist and I don't like violence and unnecessary mm -hmm. uh, stuff. So I was at a certain point, I had this idea years back to have a ironic channel where I would act like I thought it would be funny to have uh, normal video games, but rage at them in a funny way. Right. This was years yeah. back. Uh, so I created the channel peaceful potato as a ironic name, um, but that channel didn't work out at all. <laughs> then I took a couple of years uh, for myself and then I started doing YouTube again and then I still had the name in my mind. And I was like, actually, that is a, that is a fantastic name. So I'm going to mm. stick with it. Nice. I, I don't know. I, I had mentioned right before we started recording that I, I was watching a lot of your videos. Mm. I love the, the Dark Souls ones. Um, I guess I guess before we dive into the specific content, how do you how do you decide like what games you're going to play? Or is it just whatever you happen to be playing at the time? It depends, like it changes every couple of months, but usually what I try to do is find a balance between what I what I want, what my community wants, and what is gonna mm -hmm. result in growth of my community. For example, if I would just go by growth, I, I'd play Fortnite, you know, or yeah. some some games like that. But I know for a fact that those games aren't really great for gaining a community and i also know that my viewers don't want that um but at the same time um for example minecraft and dark souls used to be very popular on my my channel and i know that is what my viewers want to see uh so those are the games i'm obviously going to play the most but let's yeah. say a game blows up, for example, um, Madison, which is a game that is uh, kind of blowing up right now. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I want to like, obviously, I want to jump on the hype train a bit to grow my subscriber base. So I'll also play games like that. Plus, I do Did suggestions we... as well, like some of my viewers suggest games from time to time, and then I play them. Do you ever get a suggested game that you are either really bad at or really don't like? But you feel like compelled to make the content because that's what the people want to see. Well, to be honest, I'm bad at every game I play. Let's just oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> be clear about that. Um, but that I don't like all the time. It's 
it saddens me to be honest because i wanna like i wanna make it so my community has a say in what i do but at the same mm -hmm. time i've also noticed that a lot of the things that get suggested or a lot of ideas that i hear are really not good for video content and it's some sometimes very hard where i play a game that i know people would like to see but then i know this i can't make a video out of it and then i'll have to scrap the whole uh the whole video and remove the footage and a lot of yeah. times in my discord server for example they'll be then they'll they'll say stuff like hey when when, when this game when and and then it's like yeah I, i've already played it but it's just not my I couldn't really do anything with it. Yeah. I had that happen with uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. I, I got, <laughs> when, I, when I started streaming on the Dentist Productions uh, Twitch channel, yeah. I think the first thing we did was Dark Souls 3 because that was a, that's a game I'm super familiar with. So as I'm playing through it, I'm, I'm able to just kind of play it more casually because I know exactly what's coming up mm. and I, I don't need, feel like I'm, you know, having to hyper focus on it to to be able to win. So I'm just like chatting about the lore of the game and you know explaining stuff while chatting it up with the with the chat. Mm. And uh, after that, they're like, "Oh, you like this? You should definitely play Sekiro." And I was like, "Okay, well, I haven't played that before, but I'll give it a shot." And I I don't know why. I guess it's just, I'm just bad at timing in games or something. I'm so bad at Sekiro. <laughs> uh, I've I have thousands of hours in like the Soul series and all the other games. Sekiro, I'm just awful at. I just I could not do well at it. I I played through the whole thing up to the final boss, and there were times where like some bosses would be an entire stream. Like it would take me like three or four hours of just me sitting there. <laughs> three or four hours are rookie numbers, to be honest. <laughs> over. Yeah, it was it was so bad, and uh, I think the the tr the channel trailer on our YouTube channel. I think that ends with uh, me beating the one boss in Sekiro and just losing my mind. I'm just, I'm going crazy. I'm like, yes, I'm just so excited. I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm playing the didgeridoo. I'm having, a, I'm having an absolute ball. I'm so excited. And that's only like halfway through the game. <laughs> Sekiro went We got to the final boss and that's when I slashed my thumb open on accident. So I wasn't able to use the thumbstick uh, for a while. So I, uh, I was like, oh no, I can't play Sekiro. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> Sekiro will always hold a special place in my heart because it's, first of all, the first game of uh, the Souls-like series from From Software yeah. that I've played. Uh, and second of all, it's the first series that like my community watched and enjoyed. Mm -hmm. But it's such a difficult game because you say like some bosses took me like three to four hours. The the way yeah. I play, because I suck at gaming in general, and the way I play is I bash my head against the wall until the wall breaks. And there was this optional boss, uh, Demon of Hatred. Boy, yes. I spent yeah. eight to nine hours on that boss just trying again and again and again, <laughs> and he just would not die. <laughs> I, I remember that. They were... my Our chat was fantastic. They're They're fantastic in most games we play that I'm not familiar with. Where it's like, especially Sekiro, that was the first one where we were starting to gain an actual audience. Mm. And they were like walking me through it. Like, here's what, how you can do this. Like, here's a way to counter this attack from the boss and stuff like that. And they wouldn't spoil the game, but they would literally like be helping. It was like a live walkthrough mm. where they'd be assisting me, providing me tips. And they'd get, it was so funny because they'd get so frustrated 
because I just wasn't able to do what they were explaining for me to do. <laughs> They're like, here's you have to hit this button at this time. I'm like, got it. And I just every time I just screw it up over and over again. It was it was awful. It was I the game is fantastic. Yeah. It's just I'm so bad at it. And I think that's why I have a bad experience with it overall. I feel like it's one of those things too, where like if I it it's one of those things where at some point, maybe if I kept replaying it, it would eventually click for me, like the way to react to like enemies mm. and i'd be i'd be like good at the game maybe but like it just didn't happen it was just me absolutely struggling through the game for hours on end <laughs> the uh at a certain point yeah, you like after trying again and again and again you get into this it's hard to explain yeah, but you yeah. get into this state where you're just hyper focused mm-hmm. everything works perfectly but then every time exactly. when there's like three hits left I immediately mm-hmm. panic because I'm like, yeah, oh, right. oh, he's you're almost dead. He's almost you know? dead. And then all <laughs> skill goes through the window. <laughs> yeah. I, I love seeing videos like that where it's like the boss gets down to literally, like he's at like one or two hits and the person's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm about to do it. And they just, they're flailing about wildly. It's like, what happened? All that skill you were showing for like the last 30 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that was me the entire time. It was, I don't know. I love the game, but man, I was I was bad at that. <laughs> but that that's the prime example of me playing a game that the the chat recommended and just failing miserably. <laughs> do you do you live stream at all or do you just create it and upload the videos? I try to live stream, but it's really not my thing because okay. where I shine is my editing. Um yeah. and there's a certain comfort in knowing that it doesn't matter what you say, you can always cut it out. Um, mm-hmm. While live streaming, obviously you don't have that. Um, yeah. But occasionally I live stream and it's games I know I can't really make a video about. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult for me because the first hour I'll I'll do a decent job in my opinion. But then my mm-hmm. battery dies, you know, uh, my my emotional <laughs> battery. And yeah. and then I look at the chat and then I see like four viewers and then there's that dreadful moment where the, that four turns into a one and then I start mm-hmm. panicking and and then yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, it, I I feel like too, like with, with YouTube, it's, it's one of those things like that would have benefited me a lot to just upload it as a YouTube video maybe mm. because then people wouldn't have had to sit through three and a half hours of me failing, just getting super frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I just put in the one I just I just finally beat the boss and then I only put that run in where it's like, yeah, first try. <laughs> As opposed to the hundreds of other tries where I just didn't do anything at all. Sometimes when you stream, it's just like you want to say certain stuff and you want to be like, yeah. fuck this boss. And, you know, like I'm actually oh, exactly full lame. Yeah, I just lost my mind. <laughs> but but you're like, I, I have viewers watching some of them are pretty young i maybe shouldn't like say what i'm about to say second was actually the only game where i did that where i got actually like i like raged at it i was just like absolutely frustrated with it mm. like every other game like if i'm failing at it i'm just like i don't i don't care it's whatever second i'm like they wanted me to play this they knew this would happen <laughs> <laughs> they want to see you suffer <laughs> yeah i'm like oh you, you people are evil <laughs> oh man but no, I, I guess going back to sort of like your editing, like I love, I love your editing style that you use in a lot of your videos. I like the, 
the subtitles you use like within the, the gameplay footage itself or you're kind of hovering over different characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that Inter- like having your character kind of uh, intermingled with it is that i guess how did you learn to like like where did that come from like that editing style a lot of a lot of years of editing i've been editing <laughs> for i think about 13 years now um nice. it's also my job i work for cash cow channels oh okay so okay. there's not a single day that i'm not editing um plus i spend about 30 to 40 hours on every youtube video i work on <laughs> so um, whiskey me um, <laughs> he's feeling left out he's like let me join the podcast <laughs> um how it started was powerpoint when I was like, I think Interesting. 10 or something, I, I obviously didn't know anything about editing or software or mm-hmm. stuff, but I knew PowerPoint. So what I would do was make these creations on paint and then frame by frame, put them in a PowerPoint presentation and then yeah. hold the space bar. And I would have this cute little video that was obviously really not good, but I was 10. So <laughs> give, cut me some slack. <laughs> um And then from then on, I went to art school. In art school, we obviously got classes about uh, filming, editing, music, everything. Um, And I never really studied anything, but editing in school was the one uh, thing I was generally good at. And I got like 90, uh, which, wait, let me think. Is that an A or an A plus? An A or an A plus. Um, every remember. single time. Twenty years since I was in school. I have no <laughs> so, so that was the only thing I was like generally good at. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got lucky since I was watching a channel that I'm not allowed to say uh, by okay. contract. But uh, I was watching a channel, and on that channel, I saw we are hiring editors, and I was like, you know, you never know. So I mm-hmm. sent them a message. I got hired, and from then on. Things improved massively. I got to know other people in the industry who I got to work for. Um, and then they would say, like, why are you doing it like this? You could e- do it more easily like this. And then I would be like, oh, damn, this is way easier. And and you just keep growing over the years. Uh, and now I'm at a point where I'm even trying to uh, dipping my toes in 3D modeling and 3D uh, animations. Nice. So, there was a point yeah. where I, start, I tried figuring out 3D modeling and animation. It's difficult. And I went in with no prior knowledge of any of that, <laughs> like anything in remotely near that. Yeah. So I backed out of that very quickly. I was like, I need to, I need to start the ground up. I'm very good at editing. I know that's like a cocky thing to say, but I'm very mm-hmm. good at editing. So with Blender, which is the 3D animation software I use, I was yeah. like, you know, I'll figure this out in like a week or so. Boy, was I wrong. That program is totally different than what I'm used to, and it's difficult. I, it's interesting. Like it's, I feel like it's fairly easy to do like basic editing, but the high end editing is so much more complex than I think people realize. Where it, the skill up, the what was I gonna say, the skill gap, I guess, between entry and like expert, quote unquote, expert levels of editing is so extreme. I feel like compared to a lot of other things. The problem is it's one of... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought we were finished. Go. I was, I was just going to say, I, I I feel like... um. You know what? Go ahead. I I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> go ahead. Go. 
uh, the thing is, I feel like editing is the most underestimated job on the planet because the whole point of editing is making mm -hmm. sure no one knows it's edited. So you yes. are actively trying to hide your effort. So a lot of people will see mm -hmm. like the video and be like, oh, it's just a, a normal video. And they won't pay attention to the audio. They won't pay attention to little tricks to keep your attention and little edits because mm -hmm. that's our job, making sure you don't notice. Yeah. One of the things I, I saw fairly early on was, uh, I think it was, a, it was a Minecraft channel where they would be talking and I'm sure they recorded for like three hours, maybe mm. it'd be three hour long video, but they have to cut it down because a lot of it's just them mining, right? Yeah. So nobody wants to just sit there and watch them mine in a straight line, like strip mining for hours on end. And so they, one of the editing techniques they did that I kind of took advantage of was they would, uh, they would keep the convert, they would keep the audio like of their conversation going and they would cut the video, but they'd keep the audio. So you wouldn't know that they actually cut out like a huge portion of the, the video. And then once the conversation ended, it would leap back. Like the audio would jump forward until like 30 minutes later. So mm. they, it would, it would kind of overlap in a way where you wouldn't know that there was a video edit. And then because the video had already been altered, you wouldn't know that there was an audio edit later on mm. when the conversation, that particular conversation had finished up. And so they, they just kind of used both the video and audio overlapping each other in different ways as a means to hide the like passage of, of like 30 minutes of time. I think a um, lot of people also people, think, huh? <laughs> Come again? Yeah, I, know. I, I was saying, I don't know that I explained that very well, but I don't no, know. You did, you didn't know what. Um, so what I was going to ask you, what, what are you currently using to edit? Like you, you, like what kind of a system, like software or whatever do you use to edit generally? Uh, Adobe mainly. So Adobe Premiere, oh, okay. After Effects, Photoshop, Illustrator, Lightroom, and Audition occasionally. Um, mm. And for 3D rendering and stuff, I use Blender. Um, nice. It's just what I'm used to. I see a lot of people saying like, oh, uh, you either pick uh, DaVinci Resolve or you pick Adobe, but Adobe is the costly one. Mm -hmm. But usually it's, I don't mean to be rude, but usually people who say that don't really know anything other than editing. Because yeah. obviously you would say Premiere versus DaVinci, I would say, yeah, it's basically the same. But there's so much more than only those things. Like you have After Effects, you have uh, Photoshop, um, and those are things you can't really do in DaVinci, or at least not to my knowledge. So yeah. obviously it's more costly, but it's more professional. But for amateurs, I'd say like DaVinci Resolve is good enough for people who don't really want to go down the professional route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... I've have you ever heard of HitFilm Express? I've heard of it. I've never used it. I never watched tutorials on it. Um, that, was, that was a free one we used for a little bit. Uh, I found it kind of useful, especially for like starting out, not knowing a lot of what I was doing mm. uh, as far as like more uh, visual effects sort of stuff. Because they, they it's free and they provide a ton of free tutorials as well on how to do stuff. Um, that was actually the software I used when I made, we made like a, what was it? The conceal carry pillow video on our channel. Mm. We added in like the, the star Wars, like lightning uh, ability. 
like the force attack mm. uh, where he guy shoots like lightning from his fingertips. Uh, I use that software to create that effect and uh, like stuff like that. They have like, I don't know how many, they have hundreds of videos showing off different uh, special effects, like visual effects mm. uh, that you can put in videos and it's all free. So I, I like referring people to that uh, if they're just getting started and looking for an option um, just because it's, I don't know, I found it super useful getting started out with the special effects. Um, but there's a lot of different options out there. A lot of people, some people find some things easier to work with than others. One thing I always people... find funny about free software in general, a lot of people mm-hmm. are like use free software and then be like, it's amazing because you have all these like transitions you can use and these sound effects mm-hmm. and this and that. But then in YouTube, especially, you'll see the same <laughs> effects, the same transitions over and yeah. over again. And you just know they're all using those presets. I, yeah, I remember especially like in early YouTube watching everyone use uh, Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, crap, what's the, uh, I forget what the, the Apple version is. iMovie. iMovie, yeah. You see the exact same like titles. You know, on screen, where it's just the the ba- the black background with the white text in the middle. It's the all the exact same font, the same like fade to black. They always the exact same little sweeping trans uh, transitions mm. every single time. Always the Windows Movie Maker. I I remember seeing that so much. <laughs> it's the same with no copyrighted music as well. You'll yeah. you'll hear like um, I'm faded, and it's like oh, this song again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's everybody looks up no copyright music or royalty free music so they always pick the first video and then that video will have like i'm not joking like 10 billion views faded has (laughs) 10 billion views or some from uh alan walker i think uh, the artist is called i i remember that i remember i think what was it i remember when i was in middle school we used like copyright free music that we just it was just stuff we grabbed off of the the computer in like our computer lab, mm. and it was, it the song itself was like it's like a th- I don't know if it was from a th- full version song I never looked into it but it was like a thirty five second clip, and we we had like a three minute long video that we used for like a project in class and we just looped the song over and over again. <laughs> I remember editing that down, and to this I I I don't even remember the song at this point thankfully, but I just remember at the time hating that song so much because i just peed listening to that 35 second loop over and over like hundreds of times in a row while editing i'm like this is this is awful (laughs) (laughs) this is so awful i i imagine that's what it's like people going back and watching older videos and finding that same copyright free song they would just pick the most popular one Hmm. i think it's a good thing if you find your like older content for example i think it's a thing if you find it horrible um because it shows you've grown i'm pretty sure like the videos mm-hmm. i'll make today i'll hate in a year probably and the ones i'll make in a year i'll hate the year after that yeah i don't know that i i would hate my old content i think i would just look back at it and be like this is super outdated this is not <laughs> up to par cringe bro <laughs> we i have i have the dvd of the the video that i made in middle school that we made it was a mm-hmm. uh, it it's we made uh so like i said it's like three minutes long we were supposed we're making it for a project for school and it was like an anti-bullying campaign we were supposed to make a video for (laughs) and and so we took the the cover for uh what is it called anger management 
Mm. like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. We took that and it's 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 that cover, but we re-edited it. So it's got like Tiger Woods on the cover screaming. Uh the golfer Tiger Woods. Um oh crap's down the other room. I won't grab it right now. Um but it's like a bunch of angry people on the cover screaming and then it's it's just a video of like this kid it was the three I did the editing so I wasn't in the actual video and it was the, the two other kids in my group. And it was just the one kid pushing the kid into like a locker and running away and just like tripping him downstairs. There's all sorts of like bullying mm. uh and then uh if i if i remember correctly there's like no resolution to the video at all it's just that happens and then at one point like our computer teacher we were like hey can you be in the video for us she's like sure and it's her just stepping out of the classroom and the bully quote unquote bully runs away and that's the end of the video <laughs> <laughs> we made a whole like we, we uh burned it onto a dvd and i have the dvd out in the, and I, I kept that i mean it's a it's a good memory Having- I don't know. I don't know that I want to rewatch it because it's going to be so low quality. One because it's from two thousand and like five that a, like a bunch of uh, kids in middle school made in uh, Windows Movie Maker. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna look back and be like, oh, this is this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday though. I just now realized you also played Mortal Shell. I didn't know that. Yeah, I so, I, I liked the game, but it wasn't. Up to Dark Souls, it was a bit too slow to my liking. Hmm. That was another one I played on stream, and uh, I, I like, I just feel like there wasn't enough to it. Almost mm. the, I feel like the hub world was super confusing. Like the swamp area, I kept getting lost in that at, at first. And then there was what? Is there three outlying areas? Is there three or four? I don't remember. Yeah, it's not a lot. No, and I was like, oh, it's. It's just over. Okay. I think they added DLC after the fact, to be fair, but I've never, I never went back and played that. The thing is, I'm going to have to watch this video that you made, though. I'm someone who um, gets bored really easily. Like, I constantly need, like, new bosses, new area, new this, new that, especially when I'm making content. And I feel that Mortal Shell, it was just a swamp. And then. Mm I went into a new area and I was like, oh, this is going to be different. And then it was a castle, but the setting was still grim, dark, not much happening. And I was like, maybe there'll be a nice boss. But then it was, you know, and I was like, okay, when does the game start? And before I knew it, it was over. Yeah. Like I said, I think there's only like one area, one or two areas maybe that really like looked a little bit different. Um, but even then, like those areas, I feel like it was just kind of like quickly, like hastily thrown together where you're just kind of like floating up in the sky on like floating platforms as they're like crumbling sort of. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh, this, I don't know. It just felt weird. I was like, this doesn't feel like a finished area. I feel like too many of the enemies looked exactly the same. Wasn't it, was, it also it was an no indie game. game? I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to go too hard on the game because I mean, it was good for what it was. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That was another game where once I figured out the, like, hardening mechanic, I think is what it was called, where you just turn to stone, like, mm. the main mechanic. Once I figured that out, like, effectively, I was like, oh, this game is so easy. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's why looking back at, like, Sekiro, I was like, maybe I'll have a moment like that where I figure out the game mechanic. And it's like, oh, it's all clicking now. I think- I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go, you go first. I was going to say, like, I, I figured out the mechanic. And I went back and I was like, oh, we can we can crush this game now. We went back and then uh, you fight like the final boss 
at the beginning of the game as well. Like he's like the quote unquote tutorial boss and you, you're basically expected to lose there. I went back and absolutely destroyed him. <laughs> I think I have that video up on the channel where it's just like, it's me not even getting hit. I'm just, I just absolutely crush him. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I know this mechanic now. This is so much easier. Once you figure out like the, once it actually clicks for it, it's like, Oh, this is, this is easy. I think and I the, feel like that's how a lot of people felt with Sekiro. The thing with, um, from software games uh, like the main difference between from software games and games like mortal shell and from mm-hmm. software it doesn't matter what abilities you have or what gear you have or, or anything like if you don't pay attention and you don't know the boss you're, you're gonna get wrecked um, yeah but with mortal shell if you master the abilities you can kind of compensate not knowing mm-hmm. stuff w- with just you know knowing how to use your abilities and you can sort of breeze through yeah. at a certain point that's exactly what happened with me because we went back and we played through it on stream then and i just raced through the game mm. like it was like it was nothing because it's like i said like once you've mastered the hardening mechanic you're almost invulnerable for the most part mm. uh, with the timing of it especially if you're if you're a little bit more uh, uh well equipped because on top of that, because they have like a parry mechanic as well, which I didn't really use much because I didn't really feel the need for it. I but suck at parrying, so I never bother. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely awful at it, which is probably why I suck at Sekiro because that's the entire game is learning how to parry and counter them. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> In Sekiro, Sekiro, it was mainly just holding on for dear life while parrying yes. by some miracle <laughs> and then seeing that one opening and being like, stab, okay, now just got to do that 300 times more and then I win. Yeah. Yeah, it, oh man. That, <laughs> the Demon of Hatred boss, I remember playing that in Sekiro and just being, I would just get annihilated. <laughs> and uh, they, they're they in the chat telling me they're, like that there's a cheese strategy for that boss where you can just you could basically trick him into running off the map and dying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that on stream. That is ridiculous. It's... And I emphasize the fact that I would not do it on stream. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I beat him. I, I I beat him legitimately on stream. So I was I was very proud of myself. I never tried yeah. to cheese for the simple fact, like let's say you cheese Demon of Hatred, mm-hmm. right? And then you finish the game perfectly, and you're very skilled and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Every time someone brings it up in the back of your mind, you're always going to think, yeah, I finished the game, but I cheese Demon of Hatred. Yeah. And that's why I never try to cheese bosses or do mm-hmm. any, unless they're very funny. If it's fen- funny content, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll cheese the shit out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. that's We did that with uh, Elden Ring. I made a video where it's like a speed run, essentially, mm. to get to the, the capital area so I can get all the achievements. And uh, there's a boss, uh, Moog, uh, in like a... Crap, I forgot what the area is actually called. He's like the Lord of Blood. And Just be careful you, you get... don't spoil stuff about Elden Ring, though. Just pointing that out. Because okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I still it. need to play it. <laughs> All right, I won't, I, won't, I won't actually spoil it. Basically, I think they fixed it at this point. But there was a way you could hop over a wall to get into the boss area, which would yeah. uh, glitch it out where the boss would just stand perfectly still and not attack you. And you could you could kill the boss super easily, and I did that as part of the speed run. Yeah, and I got some flack for it. People were like, "Wow, you would cheat at the game." And I'm like, <laughs> "Did you watch my stream? Like, I streamed this entire game. I like, I fought every boss legitimately on my own. Like, it, like 
I'm I don't feel bad about this at all. I'm making a guide on how people can speed run to the capital as quick as possible Twitter without like, actually glitching the game out. Twitter be like, you have this honor to Dark Souls gods. You must be exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I like I'm doing all like some people are doing the speed runs where like I don't know how they actually do it. I, where like they hold a specific weapon and there's like an ability you can do mm. where it, like from the starting area of the game and it teleports you literally to the final boss of the game and kills it instantly. I'm like. <laughs> All right, I'm getting flack for, for like cheesing a boss as part of like a a jokey sort of speed run to show people how to get the achievements, but these people are okay because they're doing like world record speed runs. Like what? <laughs> so because I'm not the best, I'm a cheater. <laughs> it's okay if you do it, but you have to do it really, really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I contemplated doing a, a, a like a spoof video. Where it's me doing the speed run, but it's just a hard cut to me legitimately beating the final boss. <laughs> where it's me very clearly not doing the glitch speed run. And I just I just put up a fake timer. Like, there we do. There we go. Beat it in one second. The best feeling is okay. if you accidentally cheese a boss. Because I remember having a hard mm. time with uh, the... I don't know what he's called, but it's basically the chunky guy with the massive sword in Sekiro who like drink something and then it's like drunken or something. And I was standing on some branch just thinking about <laughs> how I would defeat this guy. All of a sudden he just yeah. walks off the map and dies. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I I did that way back in the day in Crash Bandicoot uh, 3, I think it was. I think it is. Crash Bandicoot 3. Mm. There's a, uh, an enemy called T- uh, Tiny the Tiger and he likes... You're in like an uh, like a gladiatory arena with, with the lions. <laughs> yeah, and you can jump up on the wall, and he can't hit you. And I did that on accident <laughs> as a kid. Like I just jumped up on the wall trying to avoid the lions. I'm like, oh, oh, I could just do this. This is so much easier. Have you seen the the remake? I think or the yeah. If you hop up on the wall, they throw cheese. At you. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I think that's the original like like boss cheese that I ever ever found legitimately on my own. Mm. I can't think of another one from like that time period, but yeah. Was, oh man. I don't know. Good times. Good times. I was going to ask you again uh, too about like YouTube shorts and how you utilize those. Oh, I've seen people, I've seen people with different results from those. Like some of them, like I'm looking some at one of the videos you have, like sometimes you got to give it your all. You have like 16,000 views on that. <laughs> um, like I, it's, it's, it's incredible to me like how shorts like blow up sometimes. I hate them with a passion, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the reason being, so I, I, I've talked to uh, Famous, which is a group that I collab with. So they're very close friends of mine and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll talk about like, you know, YouTube and, and ask for advice and such. And um that video the cat video you're referring to with 16k views uh, i uploaded that on tiktok first and i was like the reason i i upload shorts and tiktoks let's be honest it's it's to get traffic on my channel you know Mm -hmm. so i was uploading that trying for it to go viral on tiktok and i think it got like 20 views on tiktok and i was super salty because i was like you know i don't (laughs) understand how tiktok works whatever And then I started talking to my friends and I was like, you know, I think I understand YouTube more than the average Joe, but obviously I don't understand everything. And I asked them, 
should I upload this short and uh, on YouTube shorts? And, and, and my friend was like, uh, you, you got to do whatever you got to do. He was a little bit indecisive about it. And then I asked him like, what do you think about the video? Honestly? And he was like, man, it's average. So I was like, I'm not going to upload that. But then after some yeah. thinking, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen, right? So I upload that, expecting it to go nowhere. In 15 minutes, it got 16,000 views and then completely died. So I went, yeah, I don't understand YouTube at all. What is this? Yeah. And that's why I hate shorts with a passion. They're mainly luck. And I... People like I saw someone on I'm on Reddit's of YouTube, right? Where YouTubers help each other out and and this and that. And somebody was like, I'm not gonna say names, obviously, but somebody was super happy that he got 10k views. Um, yeah. And he shared his analytics, and he was like, "It's possible. Use this as motivation or whatever." And someone responded with, "Oh, how did you do that?" And he gave this well thought out response of saying oh you gotta use tags and you gotta use this and this and that and then i looked at the analytics and i saw you could see the where the views were coming from and it said 98.8 percent shorts feed and i responded with he got the views from shorts it's mainly luck obviously i didn't mean it in a mean way but it was the truth yeah so I hate them because it gives this idea to people that it's easy to get views and shorts are an easy way to grow your subscriber base. But usually what will happen is you'll, you'll get a short, right? It'll get thousands of views in a short time randomly. You have no control over that. Yeah. And then you'll gain like, let's say, 50 subs. Quite often from those 50 subs, maybe 10 will watch your actual content. The other 40 are just there for shorts. Yeah. So it's a bit of, I, I use them sometimes, but I try not to use them always because I'm afraid I'll get like a lot of subs, but inactive subs that only want to watch like shorts. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing too. Like I, I feel like there's no long tail on shorts. I, I You know, like with, with, other videos that they could have where it's with shorts. It's like people see it scrolling through or whatever, and they watch the short and like, okay, moving on. And they go on to the next one. They don't pay any attention to your channel necessarily. Mm. And like I said, I, I don't know. That's just been my experience personally. I don't really watch shorts. I, I for one, I hate vertical content. <laughs> <laughs> I hate vertical videos. It's just a, I don't know. There's something that bothers me. Um, so like that, that's one thing, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people watch it and then they move on and there's no long, long tail to it. Like we mm. had a, I don't know why I felt the need to do it. I uploaded the, a, a short of, it's the only video short we uploaded, which is the Will Smith Oscars moment where he slaps Chris Rock. Yeah. I got 15,000 views overnight and then nothing ever, you know, I got like, we got a handful of uh, subscribers from it. Maybe not, like, I'm not even talking like 20, like I think like 10 to 15, something like that. I was like, all right, whatever. And, uh, it's just like, all right, this this doesn't benefit us, though. This is just a quick little video people happen to watch because it was hot at the moment. No one's ever going to come back to watch this later on. It's not going to have any long-term benefit for the channel or the audience that we have. And gives false hope as well. I remember being so yeah. stoked when I saw the 16K views because I was thinking, oh, my, I'm going viral. 
And I even <laughs> send a, a, a message to my friends saying, never thought that the thing that would determine my success would be a cat video, right? So I was like, I'm going to let this rest. My heart was racing. I was like, this is the moment where I finally get like partnered and I go viral or whatever. Because 16,015 yeah. minutes, like if usually on YouTube, you don't go viral for 15 minutes, right? It goes on for a couple of hours. So I was like, I'm going to go climbing. When I return, that thing is going to have like a million views and then I'm going to, you know, calm down or whatever. I come yeah. back, I still see 16,000 views, and I was like super confused. And then I looked and I just real, I literally realized it blew up for 15 minutes and then just yeah. died and nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, we did a, I did the thing where I posted it to our Twitter as well, right? Mm. And that was another thing, like my, uh, my co host was, uh, was like keeping an eye on like some of the anal analytics as well. And like we got, what is it? 60, 62,886 views on our Twitter. Mm. We got no followers from that at all. <laughs> 25 profile visits. Like it didn't, it doesn't benefit you. Like it's, I don't know. It, it's like, it's what you said where it's like, it gives false hope almost where it's just like, Oh wow, this is blowing up. But it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a spur of the moment thing that people happen to see, but it just has, I don't know. They just, it doesn't draw them in like an actual video would. I feel like if you're clicking on an actual YouTube video, yeah. it's taking you to not, not it's not taking you to that person's channel, obviously, it's taking you to that video, but their channel's information is there and everything. Whereas a YouTube short is just it's literally just the video there. You can like it, dislike it, or leave a comment. You then have to go through the extra steps of checking out what their actual content is, as opposed to an actual video where if I click on it, it's gonna show me related videos and everything like that. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like there's more information there to draw people in from an actual video as opposed to a, a short. I used to like share all my videos on those Reddit uh, subs where it's like get more views <laughs> or whatever. Because yeah. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to get free views. I was just thinking every view counts. So even if I get only one view, maybe that'll make the difference or whatever. But I quickly noticed nobody watches the things you put on there it's like I, you said with yeah, twitter yeah. like nobody goes to your channel and it completely mm -hmm. tanks your analytics because <laughs> I, I tested it out and that's the reason i stopped i constantly look at my analytics to like try to improve so if i see uh, for mm -hmm. example a low click-through rate on my thumbnail i'll be like oh this thumbnail idea obviously doesn't work i have to change something yeah. But then I, I didn't share it on anything. And I saw overall, I think 15%, which is av average, clicked on my YouTube thumbnail. But yeah. then after I wanted to test it out, so I shared it again on like all those discords and Reddit pages and whatever. And it yeah. immediately went to like 4% that click on the thumbnail. And I was like, holy, that is <laughs> oof. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We we used to I used to do that when we what when we'd upload videos as well. But like a lot of times when I'd be streaming, I would go to like a lot of the like small Twitch streamers. Or I forget what all the the subreddits were for that. Mm. And I'd I'd post like, hey, I'm going live now, whatever. And I would get some people that would click through and actually come to the channel and say hi. But 
for the most part, I feel like it was just uh, people would post their their link there and then close out of that tab and go back to their channel. Like they never actually went and looked at what was going on there. Mm. And it could be the same for some of these YouTube uh, subreddits as well. I don't know. I think, but I think it's just very important to, because it can work though. I've noticed I've, I've had situations where it works as well. But mm -hmm. I t constantly try to analyze it. Like, what is the difference between this uh, that stake TikTok, for example, this TikTok mm -hmm. that blew up that didn't result in any subs, and another TikTok of mine of Sekiro, ironically, which is why it holds a special place in my heart, yeah. where I got a lot of subscribers that to this day are still active in my Discord. Well, I say active, but they're still in my Discord server, occasionally saying stuff. And I think yeah. the main difference is just one, like trying to make them want more. If you upload, let's say, a funny mm -hmm. clip of a video, but the funny clip is just that, it's a funny clip. What'll happen is they'll watch it, they'll laugh, they'll like, they'll like, and they 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 will go to the the next video. You know, they'll scroll up, scroll up. But I feel yeah. like if you nail, like, find that sweet spot of making them laugh but at the same time making them think like oh wait it's finished already i want to see how this ends or, or i want to see mm -hmm. where this goes then they're going to go to your channel and look for like the full video but i yes. i also yeah. feel like it's very hard to find that sweet spot i forget who said it it was a like a tv producer or something i, I don't remember who it's attributed to but it was one of the things where it's like give them what they want while leave them wanting more yeah, and then also give them what they want in a way that they don't expect. Mm. I don't know if it's the same person that said both things, but I, I remember hearing both of those things. I've heard uh, those like, okay. quotes before. Yeah, I don't know. I my my hope would be that everyone going to like a lot of those subreddits for like Twitch and YouTube and stuff are not just posting their links and dipping out, because uh, I feel like it's a great opportunity for people to connect and build a community around it. I mean, you can't yeah. You almost have to network. Nobody gets to the, you know, nobody blows up on their own. Mm. You know, it's as far as like, uh, you know, obviously you can you can gain a community on your own for sure. But I feel like the most success we ever had, the most fun we ever had, was connecting with other content creators and and working with them and doing a cross promotion and exactly. You know, working, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that was always the the best for us. I I felt I I have two examples of of that on my channel uh the first one is like uh there's a reddit page called uh small yt community i think it's called and the mm -hmm. way it works is basically you're not allowed to post unless you have enough of the currency on that reddit and the way you get mm -hmm. currency is by giving people constructive criticism and feedback on their videos yeah. and i feel like subreddits like those help massively with one getting genuine views and and mm -hmm. and getting connected to genuine people uh, but also sometimes people will point out stuff that i literally didn't think about where i'm like oh yeah that makes sense thank you so much for pointing that out um and the yeah. second one is i got a i think a year and a half back or a year uh, i got a message from at the time, a random dude very on Twitter where he was like, hey, want a collab? And I was like, yeah, sure. And that was for me the first like huge leap because as I said uh, before this podcast, I'm a very shy person. Um, mm -hmm. And I was 
terrified of collabing. I was like, oh, I know, you know. Uh. But I said yes because I was thinking like, Poe, you're gonna do this whether you like it or not. Just, just you know, take the leap. Yeah. And the the friends I got out of that because it's a group of three people, right? Yeah. They're amazing friends right now, and they help me so much with my shyness, my insecurities, stuff like that. And then they they also, I help them or try to help them with their YouTube channel and they, they help me with mine. And I feel like a lot of people, myself included when I was younger, when they do YouTube, they feel like, let's say you have a YouTube channel and I have a YouTube channel, right? Sometimes people think that if I get 10 views, then that means you get 10 less views. And they mm. view it as this competition where they don't want to always help or collab or whatever because they feel like they have to prove that they can do this alone and they have to, you know, they share no secrets because it's competition. But mm. I feel like the best way to grow on YouTube is literally just meet a lot of people who also love YouTube just have fun in what you do and eventually you'll notice like yeah it kind of works you know yeah it's a weird sentiment too because i know back in the day like i'm talking like 2000 and like 8 2007 2008 like when i first really got started with youtube on um, my personal channel mm. and I, I was doing that was like the height of like call of duty commentary videos mm. and we did so many like uh collaborations with different people where it was like we're, we're just gonna do dual commentaries like we'll do a video for your channel where I come on as your guest and we'll, we'll just chat about whatever topic we were doing. And then they do the same. They'd come on my channel and it would just be like cross promotion. There are some too, where it was like, we would do a thing where it's like, I'll make a video. You can like look over it first or whatever. And then you just upload my video to your channel and I upload your video to my channel where it's literally essentially just an ad almost yeah. or it's, it's an actual video for sure. But like, it's literally their video that would normally have gone on their channel instead yeah. of just uploading to my channel. And at the end, be like, yeah, if you like more of this, go check out my channel over here. You know, thanks for thanks for watching. And then I'd like all their con their links in the description mm. and stuff like that. And it was like, I don't know. I, I had a great time like working as like a community. Um, whereas, I don't know, YouTube definitely feels more of like a corporate atmosphere at times nowadays. Mm. But I still feel like there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, in the same state of mind as was back then where it's like, yeah, let's definitely collaborate. Let's let's uh now let's make videos together. YouTube changed appreciate. a lot on that regard, and it saddens me to be honest. Okay. I I I was genuinely confused by uh, a comment I've gotten. Uh, mm. It was on Reddit as well. Uh, it was supposed to be feedback, but do you know like backhanded feedback where somebody yeah. is like pretending to help you, but they're just insulting <laughs> you, and it's like fucking obvious. <laughs> um, I I uploaded a video. I asked for feedback. And I got a response from someone who said uh, it was something along the lines of, yeah, what is the purpose of this video? Is it just you giving some uh, wacky sound effects with some empty commentary? What are you trying to do? And I was like, yeah, geez, thanks for the feedback, I suppose. <laughs> but then I looked at, at his channel and it was a basically a, a portfolio for a business he was running or whatever. And I, I, I didn't say this, obviously, but I thought to myself, yeah. 
my videos, whether you like them, whether you don't like them, or whether they're cringy in your eyes, like doesn't matter. I feel like my videos are still in the essence of what YouTube should be about. Just mm. people having fun, sharing their creativity. And of course, yeah. it doesn't have any purpose. Like, in essence, my videos are just some wacky sound effects with some mm -hmm. commentary on them. But it, it brings people together. It makes people laugh. It makes me happy. I hope my, my community is happy. But if you then look at those videos from corporates, brands, and, and such, yeah, they have a purpose. And that purpose is literally to make money. But that is not what YouTube should be about, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, that's like if you approach it like creating a YouTube channel as a business, I feel like it's almost I don't want to say it's the wrong way of going about it because that's not fair. But I, I, I don't know, like I got started with YouTube because I wanted to just post like videos I found funny. Like mm. I would just post like things that I made or whatever and show it off and laugh about it with people. Like I would never approach it like, all right, this is the the video quote I have for this week. <laughs> put this together. This is how it needs to like. It just doesn't come off as genuine even, I think, at a certain point then. I think there's nothing wrong with, like, if you want to have a brandish YouTube, that's fine. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I said, like, it's not, I don't want to say there's a right or wrong way to approach it. Mm. Um, that, that was not my intention. Yeah. No, I didn't take it that way. No worries. I just no. think it's a important that you find the balance. Like, like take, for example, uh, I'm pretty sure you know these guys, Good Mythical Morning. They're yes, a yes, brandish YouTube channel. Like they do a lot of merch related stuff and they're very mm -hmm. professional in the way they work, but that's fine. Cause it's a show and they're passionate about it and they're genuine because yeah. even in their videos, you'll have moments where they're nice people, but they're also not afraid of showing when like their bad sides, like I, I saw them get angry occasionally or, or be upset or, or be um, unreasonable even, and they don't cut that out because they want to be genuine. And that's fine. Yeah. But uh, like sometimes you have those brand YouTube channels where every five minutes they'll like tell you to buy something. And it's like, yeah, you're obviously in it for the money. It's like <laughs> their content is just designed to be advertising for the product they actually want to sell you. Yeah, almost. basically. Yeah. And yeah. and there's the cringy ones as well. I'm I'm afraid to say the name of the ones I'm thinking about because I don't want don't people. To, it's just because I don't want people who are actual fans of those YouTubers like come after me, you know. <laughs> but it's like um, I'm just gonna say it's a Fortnite channel, and it was a Ooh, video. That narrows it down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a video of him like acting as if he was going to jail for playing Fortnite at school. Hmm. And then he was like, we need okay. money for me to be released out of jail by my merch. And I was thinking like, you know, full well, the, the people that watch your videos are like eight years old and believe everything you say. And it's so, uh, it, it's, it, it goes against everything I stand for and yeah. brand channels like that. They just grind my gears. Yeah, I think the only channels I have actual issues with are the ones where like their audience is made up of like younger people, mm. like under 18, <laughs> stuff like that. And their channels revolves around like, oh, look, I'm playing like, you know, like gambling sort of related stuff. Mm. Like I remember like the CSGO Lotto whole issue when that popped up. Yeah. I was like, your audience is literally like a bunch of like teenagers and you're 
telling them to go spend all their money on your gambling website. Like this is insane. <laughs> I, like, that sort of thing bothers me when it's clearly targeting a like a vulnerable age group and th- and they know it, but they they want to make money off of it. That's what bothers me. I had a a funny slash sad moment with my sister. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my sister and her husband uh, have like two kids, right? And those two kids used to watch my videos, but they had no clue that it was me in the video because in my videos, I only show like uh, it's only my voice, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and my voice sounds different in Dutch than it does in uh, English. So they had no clue and they loved my videos and they were always talking to my mother, uh, to my mother, to my sister, like, hey, this video is pretty funny and this and that. And I loved it when he did this. All of a sudden, like a certain day, my sister came to me uh, when we were going to go climbing and she said like, hey, uh, the kids don't watch your videos anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why not? My views, my likes, what happened? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, they, they watched, they're watching this channel now. And she showed me a channel of some guy and the the video opened with you know the cringy what's up guys like the video and and then he showed some it was um the toy with the two hands that game uh i don't know what it's it's something with a p poppy or something uh and it's it's a popular game it's like five nights at freddy you know oh i i know i do know what you're talking about it's like a horror like you're in like a yeah yeah factory where they're making toys yeah yeah exactly that game and he was playing that I do know you're and he was like it was like a top 10 videos of of things poppy's you didn't playtime. know yeah poppy's playtime it was like yeah, top 10 10 things or uh, uh top 10 uh, secrets you didn't know when poppy playtime and i mm. saw a watermark in that video and i was like huh so i looked up the the watermark the footage wasn't even his it was just some other channel <laughs> that he was reacting to and i was like how are Kids that I know personally choosing this garbage over my yeah. masterpiece of content. <laughs> I was so sad and angry, but at the same time, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, not to be too humble, but I make way better content than this schmuck. Like, oh, uh, that's yeah, one my- thing I'm afraid of, though, that I think my content is good, but it's actually not like I'm having some Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> oh, your content's great. I like I, said, I, I was so excited like when, when I wanted to like when I came up with the concept here for our podcast to do like this YouTubers series mm. of like I'm gonna have so much content to watch, regardless of how good a lot of it is. Like not to, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but I mean this is my thought process going into it. Like I'm sure there's some people that are gonna reach back out where like they don't have a lot of editing skills, whatever. Mm. I've been so pleasantly surprised by all the people that responded. And uh, it's it's been great. I have so much content. Yeah, YouTube is filled <laughs> with like amazing content especially in smaller channels but i think a lot of people and if i would like this is like the advice when people ask me um the advice i always give is it doesn't matter how good your content is if no one sees it and i feel like a lot of people are extremely talented when it comes to making a video but they suck when it comes to marketing analytics Mm -hmm. like that stuff like i saw um, a video of someone and it was about him uh, doing some uh, like he rolled off a hill 
um, and it was some uh, it was a funny bit where he was basically reviewing hills in a mockumentary <laughs> kind of way, and the first 50, 50 seconds where it was unclear that that was what he was doing. So I just saw this yeah. random lad rolling off a hill for some reason. Uh, but I watched it. I, I kept watching because I wanted to give feedback. And then when it hit me that what like what the video was about, I laughed my ass off. But I was at the same time thinking like, you have such a creative idea, but you don't know anything about like the seven seconds rule. Like it takes people seven seconds to decide whether they're going to watch or not. Uh, the thumbnail was horrible. The title was uninteresting. <laughs> And I feel like a lot of people n will never succeed in YouTube because they focus way too much on like ideas, but they don't focus mm -hmm. on how to make people click on those ideas. And I think mm -hmm. like one thing I didn't do and now try to do uh, is a, a tip I got from Mr. Beast. Well, not personally, but in a video he mm -hmm. uh, did. He, he stopped by our house and, and <laughs> just yeah, he person. was like, "Hey, mate, I saw your videos." I just want to see him. <laughs> you and me it was like, if your video gets five hundred views in the next week, you get ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw I saw a video where he was talking to I think uh, it was a manager in in YouTube or something, and he said. Hmm. Um, it's better to have a killer idea and then make a video and a thumbnail based on, on that killer idea than to make a video first and then like think of a title and a thumbnail afterwards. Uh, mm. Because at the end of the day, and this is something I'm sadly noticing, it really like people do not give a fuck about how good you are, how your video they'll they are merciless if they see a thumbnail but they see one below that that is more interesting it doesn't matter to them whether your video took like 50 hours to make and the video beneath that took like five seconds they're gonna click yeah. on the five second one if the thumbnail is more interesting and it's the, the same way like this is a mistake i often see right you'll see a video and it's like five minutes of boring stuff and then yeah. it gets interesting. And people always think like, yeah, but you have to watch the whole thing. Like, keep watching it. It'll get interesting. Like, nobody nobody knows that. If I see a video yeah. and I'm like waiting for it to get interesting, uh, I'm going to click away. I'm going to think like, yeah, this is not interesting. I'm going to click away. No, I, th I think you're absolutely right. There's definitely a ton of people out there that make, they, they have great ideas for content. They just don't know how to execute it necessarily. Yeah. Where it's like maybe they just lack the editing skills to make it a like a compelling video, um, like they like the idea is there, but they just don't know how to like uh, convey it properly. Not properly, but like convey it in a way that grips people in mm. the way that they otherwise might. Um, I think you're right about like the marketing side of things, where that that's my background. I work in marketing. Yeah. Um, and like I, that I mean that's one thing I've I've helped some people with already. Like we have our partner program over on our our website that we've had. A shocking number of people sign up for that didn't want to actually be partners but wanted information on how to do this stuff and i was like that's fine mm. that's what we're here for and uh I, like i don't know i feel like there's a lot of people out there that are so close to having like a like a complete package of skills to really put out great content and promote it well mm. and they're just lacking like they just for one reason or another they just haven't learned how to do something yet 
And uh, it's it's like once they get that, it'll you know their content can take off and they can actually produce and showcase all these great ideas that they have that they haven't necessarily been able to convey in a way that people are able to engage with as well as they otherwise might have. I think for a lot of people, it's also because let's be honest, marketing. If you're doing mm-hmm. YouTube, marketing is the boring part. Like looking at your yeah. analytics, <laughs> like all the SEO mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah. what I found, because um, I research a lot of marketing, obviously I'm a noob at it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying, I'm learning, you know. And uh, I found out about avatars, like that you have to uh, turn your audience into avatars to like better understand what it is they want and stuff like that. Yeah. And once you start researching that, you you notice the lack of it in other channels. And I know, I, I realize why a lot of people don't want to do that. It's because they like making videos. They don't like marketing. And a lot of yeah. people live by the idea, on YouTube at least, where they're like, oh, I have to hire a marketing team. But to hire a marketing team, I need money. And for money... I need to be successful at YouTube, but to be successful yeah. at YouTube, I need a marketing team. And, and it's a vicious cycle, and then man. they be, turn into these salty people where they're like, <laughs> you have to be lucky to be in YouTube. And I'm like, no, just try to do it yourself and just keep going. And instead of going to the movies, spent that $20 on, on like some small marketing ad campaign or like anything that you yeah. like i for example Twitter spent and instagram are super affordable yeah. to run ads we've done that for our merchandise and stuff before it, it's for like when, when we first launched i, I think mm. i spent like a hundred dollars maybe mm. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and say i'm sorry i cut you off there no nah, it's fine it's fine <laughs> like don't worry about it <laughs> uh, i was just gonna say uh, music that that's where i spent my money on because i noticed i use about like 20 to 30 songs in every video and sometimes they only play yeah. for like five seconds and i started out with the youtube library and copyright free music uh, that does not work like it should so i i bought myself a uh on epidemic sound a subscription um, i i use the exact same exact same service yeah. yeah it's so good it's such a good website and i feel like a lot of people are just this is what i think but i'm gonna warn you this is um speculation and theorizing and whatever so grain of salt but i mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people it's easy to say i can't make it because of you need marketing team and that whole vicious cycle and to say like you need to luck it's way easier yeah. to claim to to see that as your own truth than to just admit yeah i could do it but i i don't want to put in the effort cuz mm. a lot of people will say like i put so much effort into my videos and then i would ask like oh how many hours do you edit and it's like at least like 5 hours a week and then it's like no that's not a lot of effort and then they'll say like oh, but I have to go to school or I have to go to work. And then I'm like, yeah, but you could sacrifice sleep. And then they're like, yeah, but you have to live a little. That's true. And that's fine if you are not willing to sacrifice all those things. That's completely fine. But then don't claim that you couldn't do it. Then just admit like, I just didn't have what it it took. 
And I feel like a lot of people just want to finger point their lack of success on this imaginary entity that is called luck or being unlucky. But obviously that's yeah. speculation. Uh, I'm no, no psychologist or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It It's interesting. I, I, I feel like all, there's, there's so much information you can just find for free available online mm. for helping, uh, you know, learn how to promote a number of things. I feel like, too, that a lot of people don't know what information they need to be looking for, though, too, at a certain point. But then like, just look that up, that. too. Like, like if you don't know, I'll give an example, right? Okay. Um, I saw someone asking on Reddit, uh, on the Reddit's um, No Stupid Questions, and he mm -hmm. asked uh, how to be funny. Um, mm -hmm. And then in his thing, he was explaining that he felt like he was super boring. Um, and one of the things, like if you Google how to be funny, you're not, you're going to find a couple of things, but you're not going to find a lot. Um, mm. but if you would Google, um, psych, the psychology of being funny, um, humor, uh, charisma, how to be charismatic, what makes someone charismatic, what makes people laugh, like. If you Google yeah. those things, you're going to find, and then in those results, you're going to find other results and so on and so on. And I feel like a lot of people are sometimes scared to look up the dumbest of questions. Um, if you don't know like what being funny, call, like what the, the name of that is, the professional name of being funny, then just mm -hmm. Google funny like what is being professionally funny called or word for being professionally funny like you can yeah. find everything on the internet i i think you're right i think my point that i was trying to make i guess now i'm thinking back on it is like people will look up like i'll give an example from my my field of work with uh so like all of company like businesses that are trying to promote stuff they're trying to grow their brand like their newer businesses or whatever in the area and they'll they'll look into like how to grow my business, how to promote my business, and they'll look up. Here, I'll do a, actually. I'll do this real quick. I'm gonna I'll Google search what it says. Uh, how to promote my business? <coughs> it'll, what does it say here? These are all paid ads, uh, but it'll say like 30 best ways to promote your business with or without money. Hmm. And it'll, it'll show up like search engines, social media channels, online directory listings, your local communities through like events and stuff. And it'll, like it says, like create and verify your Google business profile. And it does show it like it'll, it'll walk, it shows like a walkthrough of how to do that. Get a website, like it lists a number of these things. I feel like people see this and look at it like, oh, wow, this is a lot. Like, I don't know how to do that. Even though it shows you how to do it, I feel like they get put off by uh, the amount of information almost maybe. But isn't that also it, because people underestimate how much time they have? Could be. Because no, I've, I've had, like, when I take 3D modeling, for example, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do an animation of Dark Souls, right? In yeah. my mind, I was like, I'll open Dark Souls, go into the data, see a folder yeah. called Models, just copy paste that into Blender and then start animating. Boy, was I wrong. 
I had to like install the mod, but that mod wasn't working. Then I had to look up for two hours straight how that mod works. <laughs> then I figured out how that worked, but the textures weren't loading. Uh, and overall, I'm not joking or exaggerating. I think I spent like three days from morning till evening figuring out just how to import the model I wanted. Then I, I still had yeah. to figure out how to actually animate it. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's really just, you know, frustrating and it's very difficult and it'll take a lot of time. But what helps for me personally is just to remember I'm 27 right now. I've set mm -hmm. the limit for myself that I want to like have YouTube as my, my main job, like my main income by the yeah. time I'm 30. That's three years. Three years mm. is really a lot. If I can spend three days on just learning Blender, that'll help me for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's worth it. I'm gonna, you know, it's it's frustrating. I'll need a lot of coffee. I'll need a lot of painkillers for the headache that I'm about to receive. But eventually those three days will pause and one of my favorite sentences to say is, if at the end of the day I am safe, healthy, and home and at home with uh, food in me belly, then it doesn't matter. And it's like, just, mm -hmm. you know, be frustrated, yell, shout, cry, take a shower, and then be like, I, f I hate my life. But then those three days will pause and at least you'll, you'll achieve something, you know? Yeah, I think it's a great point. I, I, I was going to say, I think people are very quick to spend money asking other people to do the work for them when taking the time and learning how to do that themselves would save them a lot of effort in the long run and a lot of money in the long run. Mm. Like learning, it's very easy to like, uh, for me, like finding people to design logos and stuff like that. It's very easy to spend hundreds of dollars asking someone to make a logo when I could take the time to learn how to do it myself. Mm. And then I have that skill for later on and I'd never have to spend money on it again. I think you should only spend money on things that you know you won't really need or use uh, in the future, like on things you want. I'll, I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. I would love to eventually have a anime intro based on my channel, just for funsies, you know? Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to learn to draw anime and animate <laughs> all that just for what a yeah. one minute intro so in those circumstances i'd say like you know save up pay but mm. just i think when it comes to paying uh, uh, i think a lot of people also make the mistake of they're not investing they're just throwing money at things they think they will yeah. work I, I feel like when you buy stuff try to either be sure that you're gonna get your worth like your you, the money yeah. yeah back like like let's say the music i buy or the f the programs i use those cost mm -hmm. money but i also use them for my job and my career so eventually yeah. like that money i get that back but like the anime intro like i'm not gonna buy that anime intro unless i make money out of youtube mm -hmm because then I'll know like it's an investment, but I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, it might go viral. It might not go viral. I don't know. Maybe this will get me partner, but I would really like to have it. So I'm going to buy it now. And then they buy it and then nothing happens. And then they're happy that they have it, but they always have that thorn in their side that is like this costed money and 
now mm-hmm. I'm in financial depth. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you really have to do like a cost, uh, cost benefit analysis sort of thing on it where like for us, like we had posted, we have two different posters that we had designed. Mm. It was absolutely well worth it to have to outsource that and pay someone else to design them for us. Mm. One, I do not have the skill to do it. And I mean, like just the time alone, it would take me to learn how to do the skill to be able to get to be artistic enough to do it. Like it would take me years to become artistic enough to do that. It's like, there's no way I'm, mm. I'm going to take that time to do it when I could just pay someone to do it for me now. It's just, it's not something I, I would use frequently enough in day-to-day life to, to, you know, learn to do it on my own. I mean, I, I do sketch and I do draw, but to the level where like we have the posters designed, those are, these are people that have spent their entire lives drawing and, and mastering their craft. I'm happy to, to outsource that work to them. So the people that want our posters have an actual quality product as opposed to me drawing stick figures on a piece of paper <laughs> and uploading it. <laughs> I'm happy uh, you mentioned drawing, by the way, because that reminds me of something that I would uh, like to share, I suppose. Okay. Um, it's about uh, the paying for stuff and such. I also mm-hmm. noticed if you're really passionate about what you do and you like you pick that as your life purpose you know and and it's just everything you do you live and breathe it for me for example that's youtube right yeah eventually you'll get to know people that'll sometimes be able to do the things for you that you would normally like have to pay or would be hard to find or whatever and it reminded me, uh, the friend I talked about in the group, uh, Famous, the group I that are now my friends, uh, there's mm-hmm. someone in that that can draw really, really, really well. Like, he's insanely talented uh, on that regard. And we were talking about, you know, um, and I said to him, I would love for you if you could do digital art to draw thumbnails for me. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I suggested, like, I'd, if I make money, obviously I'll pay for it. Um, yeah. But I, I think a lot of people are so focused on, I need this and this, and I need someone to do that, and I need that. And then they start looking for, like, people to do that for them. But I feel like if you would just do the thing you want to do all those things you'll need like eventually you'll be met with a lot of opportunities to like do that like this podcast is a perfect example uh because i i'm not joking like um i'll grab my lists give me like one second right Mm -hmm. um it's a bucket list that i have and on that bucket list, it says, uh, is it, is it okay if I like search for it or does this pass? Oh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Fine. So I have a career, uh, part in my bucket list, right? And one of the career bucket lists that I'm actually gonna like check right now is get interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I noticed like because I'm doing YouTube, mm-hmm. I suddenly saw on Reddit your thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to DM him, even though 
this scared the shit out of me. Like this, <laughs> you have no idea how nervous I was before this call. I was like, you know, contemplating, should I just cancel it? You know, <laughs> but, uh, so, many, so many people say that we try to make it as like laid back and, and easy going as we can. It is, it is like now I feel comfortable because you have a very warm, calming voice, but it's just oh, like, you know, you, your mind starts racing and thinking about like yeah. stuff that doesn't, it never matters, you know? Uh, but the joke I always, I always tell people is don't worry. I'm definitely not going to sit here and grill you with hard hitting questions. <laughs> it's more of an interrogation than an interview. <laughs> just one question. Where were you on the night of the 15th? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the opportunity came because I'm doing YouTube and because I I was in that mm -hmm. Reddit and I feel like if you just it's with everything if you just do the things like does this make sense if I I'll put it like this right the things you want are your passion so if you do your passion you're doing the things you want and mm -hmm. the people you need for to do the things you want are also in that niche of what you want. So the best place to find those people are just by being in the places of, of your passion. In other words, if you, would, if you just do your passion and if you're just in the environment that you want to be in, eventually you'll meet the people that are also in that environment that, that it can help you with whatever it is you need, you know? I feel like yeah. people are way too focused on trying to get what they want instead of just having fun and letting the things they want mm -hmm. come to them. Yeah, circling back to sort of what you had said earlier too about uh, finding people that are able to, you know, help you in areas where you, you might need help with. Mm -hmm. Like you found like an artist. We had the exact same thing happen uh, with a, a girl named She who was a, she was in our like Twitch chat. She's, uh, she's in our Discord. Mm -hmm. She's great. She's a fantastic artist. She did like all of our emotes and stuff for us. And mm. she's just one of those people that just happened to pop up in our, our chat the one day. And I was like, we didn't know her. We didn't reach out to her at any point in time. She just showed up and she mentioned she was doing art. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, yeah, here, I'll do a, an emote for you. And I was like, oh, thank you. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll, I can pay you to do more. She's like, no, no, I'll, I'm happy to do more. And she just, she's continued to do that. She does so much different like uh, pixel artwork and all sorts of like emotes and things like that. And she's a fantastic artist. Would not have met her had mm. I not been doing uh at the time it feels great as well doesn't it because yeah. yeah. i i had a uh back when i did minecraft i stopped doing minecraft sadly um mm. since it's 25 percent of my viewer base so the view drop oh that's painful <laughs> but, oh, my little brother might be watching your stuff you never know <laughs> but i had um uh a skin in minecraft made for me um, mm. And I also had, uh, you've played Minecraft, right? And you know, there's yeah. like potatoes. Yeah, there's like the three potatoes. You have a potato, baked potato, and poisonous potato, right? Ah, uh, so you're a cannibal. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I even made that joke in my video. I, th I think I said I am eating myself or something. like. <laughs> um, but someone made like textured toast potatoes in with my mm. logo. And it's, it generally made me cry because that, because it, in essence, it's like, you know, maybe it only took him five minutes to make and it's like a small gesture. But to me, that was so 
huge because it was like mm -hmm. someone did that for me without even knowing whether I'd see it or not, you know? he yeah. uh, And uh, his name was Banshee Bob, by the way, and he's still active yes. in, in my community. Um, I feel like it's the same with that artist that made the emotes for you. When people do that stuff for you, mm -hmm. it, it, it like kind of says, hey, I appreciate you. And I want to do this for you because I like what you do. And it's the best way of having feedback because, you know, like whatever it is you're doing, you know, people like it or respect it at least. Yeah, it's you an get amazing feeling. Unexpected positive interaction is the best kind of interaction because it's like, yeah. oh, this is something I was expecting to get, like, like artwork or whatever. It's like, I wasn't expecting this, but you made it on your own without me asking. It's like, it, I don't know. It means a lot when you're when you receive it. Like I said with our emotes, I was like, "This is awesome!" Mm. Like I did not expect to get this. Exactly. This looks so cool, and it's something I get to utilize all the time now. And uh, we have those as our emotes in our in our chat and in our uh, Discord as well. But awesome. I've I've actually used up all of the questions and stuff like that I had. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add on. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> 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 straight in subscribe <laughs> no nah, it's it's fine like, <laughs> the, no, reason, it's the reason i wanted to like be on the show wasn't like to promote my channel or anything it's literally it was on my bucket list and i thought it would be a good um like step to self-growth because mm -hmm. for me it was a talking to strangers for me is difficult so i'm trying mm -hmm. to like do more of that I find it's easier to talk to people like strangers when it's like a content that you're familiar with. Like for me, it's even this is my job. Like I'm familiar with like what I'm, I'm doing. Mm. Um, but like, if I get put like I, my job is literally to talk to random strangers all the time mm. to try and help them with like advertising and stuff like that. But like, even still like I go like with that, I'm fine with but like going to like an event and like a bunch of people I don't know, like for like a wedding, for example, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, this is the weirdest, most awkward thing. <laughs> Like I don't know how to talk to people because like it's like what am I going to talk about the bride and the groom they're like yeah I know I'm like yeah so do I okay bye you know it's like, <laughs> I have no there's no overlapping interests there whereas if it's like you know advertising or like YouTube or whatever like something like that it's like I can sit down and I can chat it up with people all day that I've never met before mm. it's just so much it, having that common ground makes it so much easier to, to communicate with people I feel like at least for me personally for me it's it's just i i can't really put it into words um but i feel like because i'm i'm doing what i love now right and i wasn't always doing what i love um mm -hmm. but now i'm doing what i love and i see people appreciating it and i'm meeting people and stuff getting yeah. amazing opportunities for self-growth and and stuff like that and i feel like this is all a new world for me. Like yeah. I I have very good friends with like I, I've I, I had friends, I still do, <laughs> but they <laughs> never shared a passion in YouTube or something. So 
those friends mm-hmm. I still get along with, but quite often the things we'll talk about aren't like our passions. It's just, you know, our life and having fun. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. I'm getting to know people and having friends that also have a, a passionate uh, love for YouTube or gaming or communities. And I get to like talk to you, for example, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me personally, it makes my personal life so much more interesting as well because I'm slowly building confidence. I'm slowly like trying to put myself out there. Like one thing I did, for example, and looking back at it, it might have not been the smartest move, but I'm still glad I did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing I did, I was at a festival um, in Bruges and mm-hmm. I shared the festival on my Instagram story because I know uh, there's a considerable portion of my audience is based for in Belgium. I think it's like okay. 10% or something. Um, mm. And I was like silently hoping like somebody would see that and just happen to also be at that festival <laughs> and then be like, where is he? Where is he? You know, and I recognize my voice or something. So for me, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm terrified of like talking to strangers and I'm terrified of these things, but I want to, I want to do them and I want to like meet people. I want to be uh, extroverted and, and, you know, go to parties, meet fans, all those things, but it's baby steps, you know, it's like dipping Mm -hmm. my toes here and there. I'm definitely the same way to an extent too. Like I, like with our merchandise, I wear our merchandise a lot. Mm. Like we have like our t-shirt, our t-shirts in particular. Like uh, during the peak of like COVID, I made masks that we uh, we offered, mm. and I wore that like to work. You know, like I wear my my COVID mask and everything, have my shirts and everything. And I would get complimented a lot, which I was very appreciative of. I made like we have like a retro style uh, mask with our logo incorporated into it, mm. and people were complimenting it a lot. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And like, where did I get them? And I was like, I'm like, uh, do I just say, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, yeah, you can go here. And I, it was weird. It's like, they weren't actually interested in our content, but they were just interested in the design. Uh, but even still, it was, like, it was like that oddity of like, this is some random person at the grocery store asking me where they can get one of the masks <laughs> that I designed. You know? And then it, I got, uh, I printed off a hundred stickers uh, and I slapped them up around places. I tried that, by. but it didn't really work. The sticker thing. Mm. I feel we like, did, uh, yeah. We had, I did a sticker with like our logo. It's just the, like our gesture logo with Dedra's Productions. And then it has a, a QR code. Yeah. I did that so people could just scan it and go straight to the website. I don't, we didn't, we got like three people that did it maybe, I think. And mm. it, I'm sure, <laughs> I have to imagine my co host was one of those three, if not all three. <laughs> <laughs> my, my imagination is, I'm just like, it's just not a thing that would work like in our, especially in our area i live in the middle of nowhere mm. so it's yeah i don't know but it is what it is i'm just happy to to do what we do i have uh you know i have merch as well and i remember releasing like my first uh what do you call that like a collect collection my first collection okay collection yeah yeah collection i think so i i released my first collection and i was like you know uh you can buy it whatever 
was super mm-hmm. stoked to announce it. Now, let's say two months later, right? Um, I go out with my friends to just do an escape route, and uh, for for reasons we uh, didn't see each other uh, for quite a while. So I was yeah. like, I'm gonna wear my own merge because I was like <laughs> obviously proud of it. So it's like a white mm-hmm. uh, sweater with like a peaceful potato on it, and and I went to that and I was like showing it off, and they were wearing their jackets, you know. And I was like, look at this, and they were like, oh, it looks pretty neat. And I was like, yeah, right. And then we went inside, and it was warm. And I kid you not, they took off their jackets. Every single one of them was wearing my merch. And I was like, oh, guys. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, potato squad. So we were like going through town with the merch. And it was just overall a, a fantastic feeling for me. Because I was like, I made it. I don't care what happens from now on. I fucking made it in this time. That's awesome. Yeah, I've not had that experience where I just show up and a bunch of other people are wearing it. But <laughs> Granted, they were my close friends, though, so it's not like random yeah. people. Yeah, I know. That's awesome, though. I, I look forward to hopefully having that happen at some point. Mm. But like I said, I live in the middle of nowhere, so I have I have my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> just like your mailman all of a sudden wearing your merch. That would be weird. <laughs> that, would be, that, actually, that, that would actually be the most worrisome person have that happen to it's like oh this person's a fan <laughs> don't be checking my mail <laughs> and it's like something like super embarrassing <laughs> it's like the worst because then they know where you live that'd be awful <laughs> i i hope to uh, one day like walk on the street or be in a restaurant or whatever talk to my friends and then one mm-hmm. like guy coming up to me and be like Hey, I recognize your voice. And then I would be like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> I was going to say that. I feel like you're in a great position for that, where it's like you're not getting recognized at like just at a, a distance, like on site. Mm. Like they like you. Like I imagine, like think of like a famous celebrity, right? Yeah. People see them and it's like, oh, let's swarm them and get pictures or whatever. But if it's like like someone like you, where it's like people would know you from your voice, you get the you get the experience of like having all of the like let's just say you blow up like you're huge on YouTube. Yeah. You get all the benefits of being huge on YouTube. You you could see people wearing your merch, but you're not having your daily life interrupted by people stopping you all mm. the time unless they actually recognize your voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me the reason I don't want like it's not that I'm afraid of like being recognized or or or, or something. Mm-hmm. For me personally it's two reasons one like you said the privacy like i don't want to blow up and then suddenly be swarmed everywhere i go um and secondly uh i had a youtuber that i love to watch i'm not gonna say names again Mm -hmm. um and it was only his voice and in my mind it was this beautiful handsome god of a man with blondish (laughs) hair waving through the sun you know and then he did a face reveal and i really don't want to sound mean but he was so ugly and that's fine it's fine like I, i don't have anything against ugly people but my image of him got completely obliterated and then the video off, happens, yeah. yeah, in the video after that, I genuinely wanted to like love his voice, but all I could see was that face. Mm-hmm. And 
it's even with like normal looking people who are conventionally uh uh attractive or um conventionally not ugly and just normal or whatever mm-hmm. like if it's not the face you have in your mind it gives yeah. that eerie feeling of like betrayal in a sense where like my image isn't correct and i don't want to do that to people i don't want to i want people to imagine whatever they want when they hear my voice and yeah. whether that is something memeable, whether that is a beautiful man, the the thing I hear the most is that people apparently just see my potato in their in their head, like just <laughs> the talking potato, and that's fine. Yeah. And uh, that's why I don't want to do a face reveal because I don't want people to suddenly have that image destroyed. Yeah, people just swarm a grocery uh, to a grocery store because they think you're in the the potato section. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out there, just like, looking at all the potatoes. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had the exact same thing happen, except with a like a musical artist I listened to. Yeah, and it was partially it was be, it was because of the artist. He used like a uh, he had like a character that he designed for his album covers, mm. and I was like, oh, that's like it. It was like a uh, I don't know the word. Like it it wasn't like like perfectly human looking. I don't know. I don't know. It was, mm. it was it, they took artistic liberties, but I was like, okay, so that's vaguely what this person looks like. And then I saw a picture of him, like hit the, the like character that he designed was like this, this like sort of a uh, tall, like muscular sort of like black guy. Right. Yeah. But then I saw an actual fo- like photograph of the artist and he's like, he's like a hippie, like a white <laughs> hippie guy. He had like, lo- he had like long hair, like a big, like unshaved beard, yeah. you know, it, he looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, you know. It sort of was. I was like, that is not at all what I expected this guy to look like. And ev- I, every time after I listened to any of his music, I was like, I can't get the image out of my head. Yeah, it sucks, like, doesn't it? Like, yeah, I was like, I it. like the music, but I was like, man, it's just so weird. <laughs> I also heard like stories of uh, popular streamers and whatever getting their address leaked. Mm-hmm. And it scares me, honestly, because in my mind, I'm like, let's say my face gets known, right? Yeah. I, I had people in my Discord saying, like, eventually I'm going to hug you. And that's wholesome. And and I love that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I want to get recognized. So people go up to me and ask for hugs and such, you know. But yeah. at the same time, I hear those stories of like streamers literally having to move because people show up at their door and be like, can I have your autograph or can I have a hug while they're still in their bathing suit or whatever, you know? Uh, (laughs) Like there was this clip even from Dr. Disrespect where people were shooting at his house. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like, bro, there are some mental people out there. And yeah. it scares me. It's like a few rotten apples make the basket go bad or make the tree go bad. I know, you know, <laughs> the saying I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen like some of the female ones, female streamers where like they have stalkers that show up at their house and stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, who was it? I remember reading about a... Emiru had, a, had that as well, I think. That sounds so familiar. I'm trying to think who that is. Oh, she's the one that's part of like the... OTK or whatever I think. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not familiar with her content or her really. I just remember reading her name when I was looking at their like roster, I guess you'd say. Mm. Yeah, it's her there was a is this woman, I don't think she was a streamer necessarily. I think her 
her boyfriend was a streamer, but she also made like some content maybe. Um, and I think she did like the, uh, like Instagram, like OnlyFans sort of thing. And somebody showed up to their house with like a shotgun threatening to kill them because if they, if he couldn't have her, no one could that sort of situation. It's so, and it's so dumb. It's like they, I think the cops killed that guy in their driveway and it's just like, holy crap. Like that's insane. Like that's gotta be terrifying knowing like, oh, not only do people know where I'm, I live and they're coming to my house threatening to kill me. It's like, I would, you'd never feel safe again. Not only that, like your whole passion is like tainted forever because now yeah. your career of having fun with random strangers online, now in mm-hmm. the back of your mind, you always have like, there are some weirdos uh, out there, yeah. especially for for uh, female streamers, I feel like, because it's, it's sad. I, I uh, was watching uh, Swedenida. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was talking about how she likes to go to uh, her top clips. Uh, but quite often it's just Pokemon Main has the same problem where the top clips are just like clips where she gets up and it's, it's her ass. And those mm-hmm. get like 20k views and then her saying something meaningful gets like five views. And yeah. and then you realize like a lot of people are probably doing some pretty nasty stuff uh, while they're watching you. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of times people also forget that you're human because they mm-hmm. see you like like let's be real for a second, right? It's not even the real them. A lot of times too, it's them putting on a performance to yeah. entertain people. And I they w- don't remember that. that. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, even me, I am myself in videos, but still, it's mm-hmm. like an over exaggerated. Like yeah, it's, it's me, just a bit more energetic. Yeah, and the things thing. you mm-hmm. see is me acting and being like my best moments, where I'm at my highest of energy. But I have times where like I'm talking to friends in Discord and and I really don't feel like, you know, being happy or whatever. And I'm like depresso espresso, just playing a game and we're talking about how life sucks and it's frustrating, you know, like that happens too. But obviously you'll never see that because I'm not going to edit a video. Yeah, I'm not going to put that in the video. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people, it's okay if you, they they put you on a pedestal basically, yeah. and be, I'm sorry, I got, that'd be an awful video to upload. <laughs> just the depressing like, stuff. Contrast all your other stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, life is just awful. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh man, I thought we were gonna watch you goof around a bit," but I mean, it would yeah, be we'll, a we'll funny video if you did it like yeah. ironically, just like yeah. the most man, depressing I'm, video ever. Like life is just horrible I, I, <laughs> what's the point you guys know what i'm talking about right i mean you guys just sit here watching my videos like i mean you gotta be feeling the same way i do right now right mm. it's like oh geez he's slandering us while also being miserable one perfect example of that was uh do you know like those e-girl streamers right sure yeah in general speaking yeah. yeah like quite often they'll lie about having a boyfriend because they know okay, the second uh, yeah, that I mean, comes yeah. out, like a lot of their male audience would go absolutely batshit crazy. Didn't that happen to Pokemon? I think. I think I remember reading that. It I don't know. Her content I wouldn't all, be but surprised. I, know, like, surrounding her. I think she did that, and she lost like a huge portion, like a large percentage of her like subscribers or whatever. I don't were, like, get it. Like 
I don't mean to be rude, but you're never gonna like tap that ass anyway. So what does it if, matter yeah, whether if, she has a boyfriend or not? She's she doesn't know. If your you. main hobby is is watching these girls online, they're not interested in the people that are watching them online. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's um the same with uh, the VTubers in Holo Life. Uh Gargura t- talked about this by contract. I'm not with these people, unfortunately. Huh? I'm not familiar with the like VTubers. Well, it's uh, she's a popular VTuber basically, okay. and she plays the kawaii anime girl, but she generally has okay. a fun personality, in my opinion. Um, but she once mentioned, I think, I'm not sure, but she once mentioned that she, by contract she was not allowed to have uh, a relationship. Interesting. And people went wild over that because on the surface they're like, what, they're trying to control you. But I've, I don't think it has anything to do with control. I think it has more to do with safety. I think if they wouldn't put in the contract that they were allowed, to, like if they would say you're allowed to do face review, you're allowed to do to have your relationships and talk about it. I think a lot of people like crazy people would go after them because I I think it's like a feeling of betrayal. Like I think a lot of people are watching you. I I, I think this, this applies to like male YouTubers as well, by the way, I think people feel like they have a relationship with you, a personal like relationship, like they're Mm -hmm. actually your friend and that's fine. Because yeah. in a way, it is like that. Like, th- for example, when somebody says on a comment, hey, I like your videos or or gives yeah. like a, a compliment, I take that too hard and I generally see a person. So there is a connection. But obviously, I don't know your name. I don't have any ob- obligations to you and you don't have any obligations to me. But I feel like yeah. a lot of people... Well, not a lot of people. I feel like the rotten apples. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I feel like the rotten apples sometimes like forget the obligation part and they're like, I like you and I've seen you so many times. So you also like me and we have a relationship. But they think yeah. that like subconsciously and then when they hear, oh, I already have a boyfriend, I feel like they generally, genuinely feel as if they're being cheated on and they're just filled with anger and hatreds where they're like, how could you do this to me? Yeah. I've seen that before too, where it's like people like will talk about uh, people they've seen online as though it's like, yeah, my friend and I were hanging out or, and like, we were talking about this and it's like you were watching like a guy create like a YouTube video. It's like they, you know what I mean? Like it, mm. they they view it as like it's a two way relationship when in reality it's like one person creating content, they're consuming it, and, and then like maybe they'll get like a reply, like they'll post a comment, like you said, and they'll get a reply to that from the creator. And be like, oh my god, they acknowledge me, like we're friends now, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's fine to like ninety nine percent of like the people that watch you just have a healthy connection, mm-hmm. and they realize that the connection is purely how do you say this it's like community it's It's a community connection like you're a community and you're all part of that same community but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have any obligations towards one another because you'll see this as well a lot of times in in 
communities where somebody will say an opinion and they'll immediately get shanked by everyone else. Like, for example, yeah. they like a YouTuber will try out something new and then somebody in the Discord server will say like, hey, I appreciate, but I like your older videos better. Please do not change. And then everybody is like, you dare disagree with the Lord himself? Shank <laughs> this man and they'll go fucking ruin their life and cancel this Ban this, this person. It's Post insane. all their personal information. Yeah, they'll, they'll de-dox them like, even. It's, it's yeah. mental. Especially on TikTok. TikTok on that regards and the cancel culture there is insane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting dynamic between content creator and community and mm. seeing how people deal with some of the people that take it a bit too personally as far as the relationship they have with the content creator. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But we're almost at two hours here. I didn't ex- didn't expect this to go this long. <laughs> I mean, if if you want to yeah. end it, that's fine. Like I, I like I yeah. said, you have to kind of take the lead because I have yeah. no experience with this. I thought, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up here. I actually have another. We're recording two episodes today. We're getting a little ahead. We had a number of people reach out. So mm. My dog is now throwing his toy around in the the office here. When is um, it going yeah. to be published? By the way, also I'm gonna like announce it in my social media and such. Yeah, uh, several listening you already know this this is going to be out on july 20th so noise yeah go check out peaceful potato on youtube buy all his merch Pro- yeah buy all, buy all the merch <laughs> yeah check out dead justice production style live it's got all of our links on there thank you so much for coming on man i really appreciate it i had a fun time chatting yeah. it up thank you for having me i had a really fun time yes yes happy to do it again sometime I look forward to to your upcoming videos. I'm gonna get caught up more on on some of the videos I've missed. Uh, gotta gotta dive back in. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Same. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. See y'all next time. Bye.